Cheers, Bill. Cheers. Welcome back. This is Twin Side Look. My name is JT Nash here with my brother Bill. How are you guys doing tonight? And we're here to bring you guys our insight into various topics, ranging from sports, politics, movies, TV, book reviews, kind of a one-stop shop for whatever you would like. Like a podcast potpourri, a little grab bag kind of thing going on. Yeah, all right. As my brother would say, uh, we're going to give you guys our twin site. So let's keep things rolling from last week. We were talking about the NFL playoffs. We had Super Wild Card Weekend. Football, yes. Football. And this weekend is the divisional round. We have four games slated up between Saturday and Sunday, starting tomorrow at 4.30. And these matchups this week are just stellar, like utterly stellar. Yeah, man, we uh we weeded out the the week. We're down to the these are the real guys. These are this is the um this is the nitty gritty here. Yeah, and when with that one extra team in it this weekend, uh, last weekend, I'm sorry, with that one extra team in it last weekend, we kind of had like uh the dregs of the league kind of yeah, like snuck right. <laughs> Yeah, this got the, the Steelers and in the NFC we had the Eagles. Yeah. No business, man, and it showed, and it showed with the way the Chiefs smashed him and the Bucks smashed him. It was like kind of like a little warm-up game for those guys. Right. So, so we got some good, uh, some really nice games lined up this weekend, man. Sexy matchup with the uh, Bills and Chiefs, right? Yeah, I mean, I think that's the that seems to be where the public's like everyone's looking to this Bills and Chiefs game. Man. I mean, you're talking Mahomes, Allen. It's kind of like the next iteration of Brady Manning. Like, that's what people are kind of, you know, saying. They're saying that, yeah, in the AFC there, you know, uh, that kind of rivalry that Manning and Brady went through, Josh Allen and Mahomes are going to be yeah. that next, like, up and For coming. a decade, we're going to watch these guys lining up against each other, you know, who's who's getting this one. But Joe Burrow's coming up too, man. I, I don't discount that dude. That dude is a bad, bad man, if you want to, you know. <laughs> Get, get into some smoking Joe Smoking, yeah. Put a cigarette in his mouth and he's good to go, <laughs> baby. So, I mean, that Bills Chiefs matchup, yeah, but. Bills Chiefs, and then uh, I like this Rams Bucks game too, man. That's uh, that's got a lot of uh, lot of limelight to it. Uh, I mean, you got the goat in there. Of course, we got the goat. I mean, it, not, nothing else needs to be said about that. Not the 47th playoff game. Uh, 47th, 47th playoff game. Uh, yeah, uh, crazy. this dude has been in 46 playoff games, won 35 of them. 35 playoff games. The next highest is Joe Montana. How many do you, th- how many wins do you think Joe Montana would have? Well, Brady has 35. Right, right, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I, I, I know the answer to that. Right, right. Anyway, but, so, um. Rhetorical question, but, uh, yeah. Well, was that 16, Montana? Yeah, well, 16. Brady's at 35, Joe Montana has More than six, double Montana's. More, <laughs> three more than double. It's it's unfathomable what this guy has done. And then on the other side of the ball, Matt Stafford, man. This is a, this is as, as prove it of a game as he's ever played in his career. I mean, in my outlook on it, he got his one. And <laughs> he's just running into a train, baby. You know my result. Man. You know you know where I'm at with this. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. And it's hard to argue with that. But I have that, so as good as that matchup looks, my favorite this weekend has to be the Packers and the Niners. Another all-time NFC matchup. Um, we got Aaron Rodgers, who hasn't been to the Super Bowl since 2010. He's only made it one time. Yeah, only been to one Super Bowl. Uh, 
And it's who would you think is better? Uh, who do I test? Who do you think is a better quarterback, Brett Favre or Aaron Rodgers? It's Aaron Rodgers. It's you're right. You clearly say it's Aaron Rodgers, but Brett Favre has won thirteen playoff games, and Aaron Rodgers has only won twelve. Right. <laughs> Brett Favre has him on playoff wins. <laughs> I mean, if you're talking about legacy of a great quarterback, you have to talk We're about playoff hairs. wins. We're splitting hairs. He's only got one more to go up until to 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 equal. Forrest there. He's only he's only got to win this week. He's got to no, the Niners, who's coming with a formidable. Yeah, this is not, not a guaranteed offense. win that he's walking into. Yeah, well, but um, nobody wants to go up against my man, twenty-star Jimmy G. Oh my God, this is bozo. This is bum. It's like, a proven game for him. Just yeah, like Stafford yeah. too. Bum. All right, forget all this. Let's get into the first game of the weekend. We have the Bengals and the Titans. Right. Kicking off divisional weekend, uh, four thirty on Saturday. The Bengals are coming into this game uh, touting a 4-1 and record in their last five. The Titans, though, bringing in a 4-3 and record in their last seven. So Number I, one team in the AFC. <laughs> First overall seed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, beating up on that AFC South. Uh, I, I'm just not sold on the Titans here. Um, we have Joe Burrow. Smoke with Joe Burrow. On the one side. Mm-hmm. That, that offense is cornerstone. You know, he he's just bringing it this year. That's it. I mean, uh, yeah, Joe Burrow is definitely bringing it. But that offense is not, like, so... they got a good run game, too, with Joe Mixon, but uh, the offensive line is very questionable. Well, that's their weak point, sure. Uh, <laughs> Most sacks in the league, 51... Joe Burrow has been taken to the ground 51 times. That's... Three times a game, man. That's, that's nothing to scoff at. It's tough. It's tough, that's for sure. But they are just out the yin-yang with weapons, man. They got Jamar Chase bringing in 1,455 yards, 13 TDs, averaging 18 yards a catch this season. No, Chase is a stud, without a doubt, for sure. And then they got another big gun with T. Higgins, man. Uh, the, uh, 1,091 yards, another six TDs. Also averaging double digits on each reception, 14.7 on each reception. No, they have a prolific passing offense for sure. Uh, they got they got Boyd in there, and then, uh, what was it, Yuzuma, right? Uh, Yuzuma, yeah. That's Yuzuma, right. yeah, yeah. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, tough, tough name, tough name. To say and, like, to look at. <laughs> weapons and Mixon bringing in uh, over 1,200 yards on the ground on the season, 13 TDs, averaging... 4.1 yards per carry. It's just, you know, he brings a little, uh, Mixon also brings some into the receiving game too. 314 yards, three TDs, averaging seven and a half uh, a reception. That's, you know, that's a lot of production on that side of the offense. And combat that with the Titans' pass defense, who are 25th in passing yards. Yep, 25th ranked pass defense. <laughs> Coming up against this offense, it is definitely a huge question mark. But they, but they have guys that can get after the quarterback, and it's hard to throw the ball when you're on your back. Uh, they got two first-round picks on that defensive front up there with Bud Dupree, who was drafted by the uh, Steelers, correct? Mm-hmm. And um, and the Jeffrey Simmons, big, big nose tackle up front. Like, they're... This Titans front is nothing. Yes, their their secondary, their pass defense is a bit weak, 
but they get to the quarterback. So it's kind of like a give and take. It's it, it, what's going to prevail right here. Yeah, Burrow's going to have to get that ball up quick to make mm-hmm. anything work. And, but that is not their their strength. They're, it's letting the play develop, get Jamar Chase downfield, and Burrow, you know, taking these shots downfield. So if he only has, you know, less than two seconds to throw the ball, this is not an ideal situation. It's tough. Bengals were th- five and three on the road. And those three losses, uh, the record doesn't seem overly impressive, doesn't jump off the page, but those three losses were all extremely close contests. Contests. So they had the Packers uh, drop that one in overtime against Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I believe it was 25-22, to 22, mm. close field goal game. Lost the Jets late. They were leading that whole game. Dropped that game 31-34. to 34. Really Another bad loss. Yeah, not what you want. Um, but the Bengals don't do that again, I don't think. And then their last game of the season away at Cleveland, they dropped it 16-21. to 21. Another close game to uh, division rivals. So, it, yeah, very down Cleveland Browns. Sure, beat up team. <laughs> but, uh, again, on the road against a division rival. Right, right. Yeah, these they, are men playing out there. No, definitely, of course. These guys aren't laying down for Joe Burrow, smoking Joe Burrow. They're not getting scared of this guy. Right. Well, I mean, they should be. Uh, Joe Burrow's last three games, he brings in a 10-0 touchdown-to-interception ratio. Right, and in those games, like like you said, on the road, he's got five wins on the road. Uh, I think one of those games is that Chiefs game. I, I think that was their second-to-last game. Yep. They went into Arrowhead. Both teams needed the win. And Burrow, you know, he outplayed Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, bringing in a pretty tough run game, too. 105 yards a game rushing. Uh, that's fifth in the league uh, behind Joe Mixon. So these guys get, these guys bring it on offense, man. And that Tennessee defense, uh, they're, they're tough. They're sixth in points against. Uh, but, again, that, that – Secondary just bleeds. They got a tough run rushing defense. Uh, set, actually second in the league against uh, the rush. Yeah, yeah, second overall, fifth in yards, third in touchdowns. Uh, yeah, they they stop people in the trenches. Yeah, um, stops them on third down too. So that Bengals offense is going to have to figure out. How to get it done on third down. Too. So so let's like uh, from a more macro perspective, let's look at the the coaches of both teams. Who do you think has the advantage there? Mike Vrabel versus Zach Tom. Zach Vrabel's been doing it longer. Been um, doing he's been, it much longer. He has a much bigger pedigree than uh, this Zach Taylor does. Uh, the looking, I feel like Vrabel doesn't get the kind of respect this guy deserves. So he's been head coach of the he he was head coach of the I think Texans for one year before getting the this job with the Titans, and the past four years out of three of the four years he's brought the team to the playoffs. Uh, no, I'm sorry, uh, two of the four years he's brought the team to the playoffs. He hasn't had a losing record with the Titans yet. This guy has been in professional football for 25 years. Yeah, uh, he he doesn't come out of the Belichick coaching tree per se. But he was on the, you know, the New England Patriots for eight years with those Super Bowl runs. The dude, you know, that Patriot way is instilled in him. Yeah, he's a Belichick product. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Belichick product is a good way to put it. Yeah, if not technically a coaching product, like out of that coaching tree, like you said. 
Yeah, people don't talk about him as a, you know, top head coach in the league, I feel like. So, if we're looking at the other side of the ball, the Bengals on defense are fifth against the rush. Uh, fifth uh, in rushing yards against. Well, I'm, I was posing a question to you. Who has the advantage here in coaching? The, this Zach Taylor is 16-32 and 32 as a head coach for the Bengals. He's got a 333 winning percentage. Uh, this is his first time in the playoffs. Um, and he's up against Mike Vrabel, who's been in the NFL as a player and a coach for 25 years. <laughs> so in the past two years, while Taylor's been at Cincinnati, that offense has seen vast improvement. <laughs> I mean, they were good under Burrow, for sure, uh, before he got hurt last year. But they were 4-12 and last year as well. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, you have your quarterback go down with a torn ACL. You're not going to win. Right. <laughs> so... Uh, I'm talking about the football experience here matters. The Titans have been here and have done it. Uh, they they went to the AFC Championship game two years ago. Yeah. These Bengals haven't. Joe, yeah, Joe Burrow won a national championship in college. The, he hasn't done it on this stage yet. I think that's a huge factor when we're talking about grown men playing football. Well, Titans going to the AFC Championship behind Derrick Henry. 100%. Who is coming back, but we don't know if he's going to produce the same way he's been producing all year. Yeah. I mean, the guy is a stud. Uh, in eight games, he put up 937 yards, which led the league at that time. Even led the league through week nine after he went down. He was, you know, he was gone. He was a ghost, and he was still leading the league in rushing. Right. I mean, uh, the Titans, with Derrick Henry behind the helm, they were, I think they're averaging 147 yards, but after he went down in Week 8, it's not like they fell off a cliff. They went from averaging 147 yards to averaging 138 yards. It's no, a 9-yard difference. They kept running the rock with, uh, what's it, uh, Dante Foreman and uh, Hilliard. Yeah, Dontrell Hilliard. Dontrell, yeah. Uh, yeah, together, yeah. they had 900 yards, uh, 15 touchdowns together, which is tough. Henry or not, they're running the ball down your throat. Yeah, that offensive line is pushing it, but so I take that back to um, defensive co- uh, competition, uh, level of competition, and that offense is seeing the likes of uh, the Colts, who had a good defense this year. Uh, they see the Texans twice a year, the Jaguars twice a year. I just can't be overly impressed with the Titans' schedule at this point. Like, who who are they really seeing that they're coming up against? They played, I think, the Bills, uh, the Patriots. They played that, uh, yeah, that AFC East, I believe. Um, yeah, the likes of the Dolphins. Uh, I mean, they played the Bills. The Packs, yeah, That's sure. what I'm they talking about. The Dolphins and the Jets, too. Yeah, the Dolphins had a pretty solid defense once they came around towards the end of the year, which is when I think they uh, faced them. Um, they definitely are, these Titans are the first overall seed for a reason. It's hard for me to pick the Bengals in this game when it's Joe Burrow's second playoff game, uh, in his career. I'm going with the the guys that have been here doing it for years. I... It almost feels like this might be the Titans' year to get this done. Oh, no. They're coming in so cold, man. They're 4-3 and three in their last seven, and the Bengals are hot right now. They're they're, they're, they're Yeah, they're 4-3. and three. I, The last game of the season, they sat everyone. They rested everyone. I, they had the first overall seed locked up. <laughs> yeah, they sat who? Derrick Henry was still missing. Sure. Their entire team. Like, they didn't really try to win Week 18, so that 
four and three record in their last ones are it's kind of skewed. All right, well, that was uh, against the Texans anyway, and that was one of their wins, so that wasn't one of their losses. <laughs> uh, it, it, that that goes, you know, the, that's okay. kind of counterproductive. So if you want to say that, if you want to not count that game, they're three and three. So even worse record. Coming in cold, baby, and the Bengals are just coming in steaming hot, man. Jamar Chase in week 16 against the Raiders, 125 yards. Uh, Ravens, I'm sorry, week 16 against that tough Ravens defense, which, you know, always brings it. The Ravens are always... Sure. Yeah, but uh, they're pretty mediocre statistically this year. <laughs> they're, uh, yeah, their offense is down and beat up, but that defense always brings it. I, uh, I'm i not sure where they're ranking, but that defense is always going to bring it, especially in division rival. You know they're coming at them against the Bengals. Then in week 17, we see the Bengals against the Chiefs. That's where... Chase just absolutely went psychotic, man. He had 266, three touchdowns against that Chiefs defense who has been picking it up at the end of the season here. And he just kind of like just took a big old number two all over them. And that, you know, that's the way you want to finish. You want to finish strong. And that's what this Bengals team is doing, baby. Yeah, no, they're, they're a quality team for sure. They have a great quarterback. Uh, often coming great quarterback. I wouldn't, I wouldn't really bestow him as great just yet. Second year in the league. Oh, he's good. But um, Tannehill is not bad either. I mean, this guy oh gets a bad. He gets a bad rap. He has a he's a, has a higher QBR than Joe Burrow this year. Oh but, God, <laughs> the, the yeah. dude has thrown thirty seven hundred yards. He has twenty one touchdowns and fourteen interceptions. If you want to bring mediocre into this, he is the king of mediocrity. Yeah, no, I mean, I get it, he, uh, overall, for sure, but he, he can win games, man, he, he's a, he's game manager in its, in its essence. If we're going to call it a quarterback league, which it is, I'm taking Burrow over Tannehill, uh, that's just the bottom line of this, and, you know, I know they're going into Tennessee, but tough on the road, I mean, the Titans are, they're, they're tough at home, 7-2 at home, but it's the way we want to kick off this divisional weekend so coming Great out of coming in yeah yeah it's it's gonna be tough we you know it's one of the top four we got four left and so what's, like like you said earlier we get down to the nitty-gritty here so what's coming up after this one following the Bengals titans we have my favorite matchup packers niners we got that bad man on that side of the field they're slinging the rock around baby then on the other side of the ball, we have a tough Niners defense. Who might be without Nick Bosa? We're not. We're still not sure about that. He wasn't listening on the injury report today. He it looks like he's going to be playing. Okay, so I'll take it. Um, Packers five and one in their last six. They're eight and zero oh at home, man. They're they're eight and home in Lambeau. It's it's a tough place to go into. It's going to be even tougher tomorrow, with. Uh, Temperatures expected to be below zero degrees. Yes, so feels like there and feel. Uh, uh, I didn't see much about snow, but brick. It's gonna be fucking brick out there. Negative feels like negative nine degrees. <laughs> it's gonna be very cold. Yeah, Niners are five and one in their last six as well, finishing strong, and bringing in a six and three road record. That that looks pretty good. Uh, winning uh, two two thirds out of their road games. That's what you want. The Packers did go into San Francisco earlier this year, and took them thirty to twenty eight. Close game. 
over there. It was in San Francisco, so you know the Packers were the road team there. Uh, yeah, Rogers kind of he has a he has this thing with the Niners, right? Uh, he's six and six in his career versus the Niners. Zero uh, and three in the playoffs. Zero and three in the playoffs. He has yet to beat the Niners in the playoffs. He's three and two at home versus the Niners, so it's not like it's not like he has a huge advantage at Lambeau Field against this team. I don't know what it is. I mean, I know he's a California kid. He grew up rooting for the Niners, watching Joe Montana, Steve Young. He's a he's a Niners fan at heart. So is there like this psychological aspect of it where he's lining up against the Niners? Like he doesn't want to do them damage or something. Like he doesn't want to hurt like the team that's in his heart. He, he you know, there was speculation this offseason that he you know he was gonna move to the Niners. He was gonna go play for them. And there still, like, is that kind of talk. But, uh, you know, Trey Lance kind of squashed that a bit. Um, but yeah, he kind of, he made He's up. got a thing with the Niners. Uh, there's something weird. <laughs> he can't get over this Niners home. No. Uh, that's interesting. But he made, he did make up with the Packers. He's, you know, he's... he's yes, cut, he, maybe. He's there. <laughs> he, he's there. Well, yeah, he's no, there. in the foreseeable future, there's, you know, next season, we're not really sure where it's going. But... The dude's thirty-eight years old. He's his clock's winding down, man. He knows it too. He said it. He's told. He's spoken in the media about his legacy. Uh, this is a thing for quarterbacks. You have to win the big games. And yeah, I test. Everyone knows Aaron Rodgers is great, a great quarterback. But he's been to one Super Bowl. Um, he has less playoff wins than someone you know in his own franchise, Brett Favre. Uh, one less though. He you know. This is it to, for yeah, him but to I t- tie it up there. One last game, correct. But, like, I test, right? Wouldn't you say Aaron Rodgers is much better than Brett Favre? Like, who, who was a turnover machine. Rodgers never turns it over. He's just as productive positively. Know. Rodgers had that whole thing this year where against the front office where he wasn't too happy with things that were going on there. And that came oh, through. Poor, poor baby. Oh, poor baby. Sure. I mean, that came through. It proves in the pudding. The Packers uh, lost their faith in him when they drafted Jordan Love. They moved up to draft Jordan Love, who, uh, I mean, the guy just does not look like he's it either. It doesn't look like he's the one that they're going to. They, he's he's had his fair share of showings, and he, I, we haven't seen anything from him. No, yet. yeah, I don't want to why I was talking about Jordan Love. Why is this? Because that's something that possibly ticked Aaron off. It was a slight off. against him. He was taking it as a slight against him. Exactly, and it shows some sort of disconnect in the front office there. I don't know if it's a disconnect, but they did the same thing with Favre. They drafted Aaron Rodgers. He was in that. He was that guy, right? He was Jordan Love. Uh, they're just looking at, and the the Packers have been. But they so, didn't move up to draft Aaron Rodgers. They moved up to draft Jordan Love, who was not it. And without, I don't know how that went down with Brett Favre, but they didn't even consult Aaron, and they didn't even like let him know about it. So yeah, he felt slighted. I would feel slighted too if I'm if I'm in there and they're bringing in my predecessor and. Uh, you know, they didn't even, like, let me know about it. And meanwhile, you know, the the Packers are lacking on offensive line. They could have used a couple more weapons. Are They've they... always had a solid offensive line, uh, you know, even back in the day with Jeff Saturday. Uh, they had another uh, tough guy on the front there. Now they drafted Bakhtiari in the first round. They've drafted offensive lines, linemen for them. They've... They've taken care of that aspect. Well, he was looking for weapons there, and they had first-round picks. But they've always had weapons, too. Uh, you go back to Greg Jennings. Donald, did Aaron Rodgers make those guys look like that good, like, for, for the most part? No, and, they, 
and Brett Favre. Is, are they the ones, like, running this? And, you know, uh, you want to please your quarterback. This is, this is a quarterback league, and the superstars run the league. That's what happens. Brady has say in everything that happens with him. Um, not on the pad so much. That was more Belichick. But when he went down to the Buccaneers, he, he was like, I want him. I want A.B. I want hey, Gronk. Come on down here, brother. And Super Bowl champs. That's what happens when you please your quarterback. And so far, we haven't seen that with Rodgers. It doesn't look like they're like going out of their way to please him. Uh, yeah, I, I totally get what you're saying. They, they Maybe they could have done more. But from the outside, this Packers team looks like it's been run pretty well for decades. Not, I'm not just talking about Aaron Rodgers' time. They've been competitive, you know, They've had, you know, only a handful of quarterbacks, like, really, like, making an impact on their team. What kind of, uh, what kind of luck and, uh, you know, um, how nice it would be to have a franchise transitioning from the Brett Favre era in the 90s. I think he was drafted in 92, 93, something like that. And then move into Aaron Rodgers. You're talking about two straight decades of great quarterback play. There's not many franchises in the NFL that have such a... Such a promising Ooh, situation. Three. Going on three. What was far drafted? Probably like early 90s. <laughs> I just said, yeah, 92, 93, oh, somewhere around there. Three decades. Three decades. Three decades, <laughs> correct. Yeah, so I, I was thinking about it wrong. I said two decades. Yeah, three decades of great quarterback play. Right, and these Packers got weapons this year, too. Um, bringing in Devontae Adams. I mean, what That's else? That's receiver in the He's the best. 1,553 yards, 11 touchdowns, 12.6 a reception. Uh, they're bringing Lazard into this game, 513 yards, eight touchdowns, 12.8. And they're going to see, hopefully, some increased production, too, with Valdez Scantling out for the game. Um, yeah, Cobb coming back. So. Yeah, well, yeah, Randall Cobb coming back. He's bringing, I think, he five touchdowns uh, in the few, 12 games that he played. So there's production there. There's also connection with Aaron Rodgers. And the rushing game is solid, too. They got a double uh, two-headed monster with A.J. Dillon. And Aaron Jones, uh, over 2,500 yards from scrimmage between the both of them. Uh, let's see, 17 touchdowns. And uh, we're not we're, we're not worried about the Packers' offense. No, no, that is not the issue. Uh, a concern is, however, on the other side of the ball, the defense. Uh, since, since week 12, they ranked dead last in rushing defense. Um, that is not a good. That is not a good situation when you're going up against one of the league's top rushing offenses in the league, uh, with the Niners on the other side of the ball. Yeah, seventh in rushing yards. <laughs> They're bringing it. Elijah Mitchell. Mitchell. Elijah Mitchell. Uh, nine hundred sixty-three yards rushing, five touchdown, averaging four point seven. So yeah, and uh, let's talk about the real threat. Uh, <laughs> cannon the ball, the Devo Samuel. Best player in the league. Best football player. Best football player in the league. That's an interesting take, and not crazy either. Uh, 1,405 yards receiving, six touchdowns, averaging 18.2 yards of reception. So if he, when he's bringing it in, he's doing it big, too. Yeah. And then the, guy, the guy's also got 365 yards rushing, eight touchdowns. Yeah, so near 1,800 yards total offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
And uh, what, 14 total touchdowns? Yeah, and the dude doesn't go down either. Uh, 40 broken tackles this year. So, you know, the the guy's hungry, man. That dude plays, and he plays hard. He plays with a whistle. He lives up to the name Debo, for sure. Yeah, that goon. That, that goon motherfucker from Friday. Uh, yeah, just, yeah, we mentioned this last week, too. He literally so gets that name. I know. It's not like his dad literally bestowed him that name based on the character from Friday. Uh, uh, Tough defense the Niners are bringing into this game, too. Nine in points against. uh, Third in yards against. This is a stout defense. Uh, Not so hot against the pass. Um, They, uh, you know, middle of the pack there. They're 26th in interceptions uh, with only nine. So uh, not looking to turn the ball over too much. 19th in turnovers. They only have 20 on the year, and Aaron Rodgers does not turn the ball over. He's only got four interceptions on the year. Right, so you're talking about the secondary of the Niners. Yeah, they are kind of they're in the middle of the pack, but if we're talking about a front pass defense, that, this is a, with Bosa at least. As seventh as well. Back. Yeah, seventh as well against yeah, the rush. He can get, no, I'm not, I'm not talking about against the rush. I'm talking about pass rush. Ah, this, is a, this is a defense that can get to the quarterback. Um and they, how much does that matter? With uh, Rogers, statistically, is the best quarterback under pressure. No, not the best. Uh, he's a, he's top ten though. Uh, oh yeah, seventh yeah. seventh under pressure. All right, statistically or eye test, uh, he, he's got an eighty. Yeah, it doesn't get much better than Rogers against the pressure. This guy knows how to evade. He knows how to get rid of the ball when it matters. This I test this guy is one of the best that has ever done. Sure, um, my man Jimmy G though. <laughs> In the last six games. Dude's got a 110.2 passer rating. Uh, that's only second behind our man, Aaron Rodgers. Oh, my God. This dude doesn't throw the ball, though. It's easy to have nice, clean stats when you're not throwing the ball that much. But he gets it done. He's efficient, man. He gets what he needs to get done. He plays his role. And when he doesn't, though, because he turns the ball over. You're looking at it from a pure passing perspective. This guy fumbles the ball. This guy, he does throw picks, too. Um, he's a he's a liability at the quarterback position. He's, he's got 14 interceptions, and a lot of them came in bad situations. Not when you want to get them. The Niners coming into the game 20th in turnovers with 24. And that doesn't bode well for them against the Packers, who are bringing the 8th best turnover defense into this matchup. And another quick side note, uh, against your man, Jimmy G. <laughs> uh, right, related to these turnovers here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Uh, San Francisco's 2-6. and six, man. 2-6 and six when Jimmy G throws an interception, so... For the record, Jimmy G is not my man. He is your <laughs> man, apparently. Well, so, so uh, that's... This is a prove-it game for him, man. He's really... He's got to prove his worth. I believe... Sure, it's a prove-it game, but he's not going to do it. <laughs> um, it's yeah, tough for him. It's, it's going to be tough for him. they got to come in with a defensive mindset. they got to stop the defense, and they got to run the ball. Gotta right, run. right. So they got to play defense and run the ball. Two things that have absolutely nothing to do with Jimmy Garoppolo. If the Niners manage to pull this game out and win this game... It is in spite of Jimmy Garoppolo, not because of Jimmy Garoppolo. I can get on board with that, but Jimmy G's a winner, man. They win when he's oh on the field. Oh, my God. And are you going to get rid of a guy 
who's listen, I, I and I thought about this earlier. I mean, the Eagles did it with Foles, right? <laughs> that year after Foles went to the Super Bowl, they were like, "Hey, man, we're sticking." Of course, we're, we're the decision around. seems to be made that Jimmy G is not the future in the in San Francisco. Sure, uh, it's Trey Turner is the future. Jimmy G is someone's gonna pick him up, and you know maybe what the Steelers? Yeah, right. He's a winner, so someone's gonna take a gamble on this guy. Um, but he is not a top flight quarterback. This guy is mediocre at best. Yeah, he has a great winning percentage record. It, it, these these the Patriots and the 49ers have won in spite of Jimmy G, not because of Jimmy G. So I don't think this is gonna be some kind of legacy defining run here in the 2021 playoffs for Jimmy G. It could be. It could. Be. It could. Um so one last uh key injury topic, uh key injury update here for this game. Bakhtiari, uh considered one of the best NFL linemen in the, in the past decade, uh left tackle for Aaron Rodgers for many years now. Last year, New Year's Eve, uh, 2020, he tore his ACL, and he's he's been out since. He tried to come back early in the season, had had a couple setbacks, hasn't played a full game all year this year. But interesting enough, he is listed as questionable on this injury report. So I don't know if that's going to affect this game. I don't know if he's coming back full strength, where he's at. But interesting to see him on the injury report as questionable. Go, Pat, go. All right, and that closes out the Saturday of the Divisional Weekend, and we move into what I consider the sexiest matchup of the weekend, Rams-Bucks. We got the GOAT, obviously, Tom Brady. How many many more times can we talk about Tom Brady being the greatest? That's it, big-time Wolverine. You guys forget. You guys forget out there. (laughs) My boy is a product of UM. That's what we want out there. People know it, baby. People know it. (laughs) And on the other side, we got a Georgia product, Matt Stafford, looking to make his imprint on the NFL postseason uh, um, uh, landscape. Landscape. Great. Perfect. That's so, the word I was looking for. Got you. Got you, baby. So the Bucks are coming in with an 8-1 and one record in their last nine. And they're 8-1 and one at home this year as well. And this is being played in Tampa Bay. Nice warm weather they got down there this week. Rams are traveling from across the country. They got to come all the way from over in L.A. On a short week, too. They played Monday night. That's right. That's right. So they're bringing in a 6-1 and one record in their last seven. Uh, that one loss came in overtime against San Francisco, actually. I think that was the last game of the year. Uh, they San Francisco came back. That was impressive. I mean, yeah, McVay has yet to beat San Francisco in a game. Yeah, this is, that's what I'm loving in this game. Uh, I was thinking about it earlier. We got Arians, McVay. Two kind of d- very different coaching personalities, right? McVay's this younger guy. He's kind of buddies with the the players. You know, right. he, he can relate to them on that level. He's, like, around their age and stuff like that. And then Arians just brings in this level of of expertise and also the, this grittiness to like you know he's he's out there on the sidelines smacking his players in the head like yo get with it he's an old school guy for sure old school kind of coach versus the new school right that's what McVeigh is he's the you know wonder boy uh, good child um, so two high flying offenses <laughs> probably two of the highest flying offenses in the league this year. 
Bucks second in points for, uh, second in yards, first in passing yards. Brady's racked up uh, 5,229 passing yards, first in passing touchdowns, 43 passing touchdowns this year, uh, 10th in interceptions, only 20, oh, only 12 interceptions on This guy is 45 years old. <laughs> He's having an MVP caliber season at quarterback. What is going on? This, like, are we living in the twilight zone? It, it, it's like we're literally living in some kind of alternate reality where physics and time doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he says, right, Rod Sterling? Or Serling? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Beyond the limits of physics and time. So he was like talking that. about Tom Brady like, <laughs> way back in 1963. He was predicting him to come out. So, yeah, uh, the Rams are nothing to, uh, you know, tilt your nose up about. They got... No, no, I mean... It, it, it's hard to go into this game not addressing the Buccaneers' injury situation. These guys are heavily depleted. We could talk all day about Antonio Brown and Chris Godwin. Godwin obviously tore his ACL. Antonio Brown lost his damn mind. <laughs> uh, but I think a more imminent concern for these Buccaneers is this offensive line situation. We all saw Worfs last week versus the Eagles. Uh, he... He it seemed to he it seemed he sprained his ankle. He tried to come back. He wasn't able to play. Uh, but another the center Jensen uh, has gone down, and he's very questionable for this game. Mm-hmm. So the starting center and their starting left tackle looks like uh, they might not be there versus this <laughs> this Ram front that is up there with the best in the league. Yeah, uh, questions at running back too. We got we know Ronald Jones is going to be out. Not sure about Fournette. So, if the Bucks can't get that running game going, the the Rams are just going to be able to get pressure on Brady all day. They're just going to be yeah. If, you, if you're one dimensional, yeah, it's always problem. It's going to be tough for Brady, but I have faith in him. I have faith in my man. <laughs> you, you know, Tom Brady. That's a what's your argument for the Buccaneers winning? Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> Is it, do I have to make any other point? <laughs> um, we got on the other side of the ball. Uh, Rams bringing in uh, seventh in points on offense, uh, ninth in yards. So they're up there too, top ten in both of those categories. Seventeenth in turnovers, though. They turn they they Stafford's been handing the ball over a lot. He has Stafford has definitely thrown his fair share of it. But an interesting fact: first is, in interceptions. First. Yes. Yep. He, Seventeen on the year. He's tied with Trevor Lawrence for the most picks thrown by a quarterback. But an uh, interesting fact is the Rams are seven and zero. They haven't lost the game, and they won seven when Stafford has not thrown a pick. So if Stafford manages to keep the ball out of the other hand, other team's hands, um, they're they're undefeated. They have a good chance of winning. Small order there. We got the Bucks coming in on defense, fifth in turnovers with twenty nine on the season. No, no, this defense is eight in interception, seventeen picks, as many picks as Stafford has thrown on the season. The Bucks have brought it in, so yep. they're they're. They're looking like the favorite to win that turnover battle. And as we mentioned before with the Packers, uh, you end up on the plus side of that turnover differential. You're, you, if you control the ball, that's another case in this game too. The, the, the Bucks really need to control the ball. And it's going to start with that run game again. They're going to be tough in that. So we're talking about how Keyshawn Vaughn, like that's uh, that's who they were leaning on versus the Eagles. I don't think that is going to work against this Rams team. So 
when the Bucks get down there, though, in the end, uh, in the red zone, they're second in red zone percentage, scoring uh, two thirds of the time, 66.2 percent, punching in the end zone. Uh, the Rams on the other side of that, though, that defense is just phenomenal. Though, aren't they too? Eighth in red zone defense percentage. Yep. Now, <laughs> this is, this is just going to be a high flying affair. That's it. That's all this comes down to. I mean, unless this Rams front eats up Tom Brady for lunch. Yeah. Uh, it's a 3 o'clock game. That's that's lunchtime for Aaron Donald. That's lunchtime for Von Miller, man. And uh, let's not forget about uh, Leonard Floyd, a Georgia product in his, in his sixth year, uh, I believe, coming out of the draft uh, out of Georgia. He has nine and a half sacks. He, he's quietly been a – he's an outside linebacker coming off the edge rushing the passer he and you know everyone's talking about miller and donald but this guy is not they have people coming from anywhere getting to the quarterback yeah and that secondary too Jalen ramsey back there that's nobody you want to mess with either it's it's just tough coming from all angles there on defense too um but second second against the pass in touchdowns only allowed 17 this year man they they don't let you score through the air uh, but they do give up quite a bit of yards, 22nd in passing yards against. Um, yeah, but if, if, if these Bucks are going to win this game, it's you almost think they have to do it through the air with their running back situation, with their offensive line situation. Um, it almost feels like they have to get it done you know, with Tom Brady's arm. <laughs> That's it. They're, they're going to have to be the ones to punch it in there. And uh, the Rams are with the advantage in this game, too, on the ground. They have a two-headed monster over there as well with Sony Michelle and Daryl Henderson. Sony Michelle bringing in uh, eight hundred. Let's not forget about Cam Akers here, man. Oh, he's coming back. That's right. Yeah. He came. He was the he was the number one running back last week. Yeah, but <laughs> last week number one running back. I thought he only had a. Uh, I meant the number one running back for the Rams. Like, he clearly was leading the backfield for the Rams. Last week? Or Without last a doubt. Week? Last week mm-hmm. versus the Cardinals. Akers was the clear lead running back for this team. Well, so we, we got uh, a Hydra up there. We got yeah. Hydra. Uh, right. Yeah. So, Michelle Henderson didn't get a lot of action last week. Akers came in, and he was killing it. So, them controlling the rushing game, uh, they're going to be able to control the clock. Right, so we talk about the rushing game with both these teams. It's almost like like that new hybrid kind of like uh, short passing game, rushing game, right? Like the way with what let's talk about uh, the um, the Bucks with Giovanni Bernard and now right. Keyshawn Vaughn coming up. Even Leonard Fournette, very effective, like out of the backfield. They use the the short passing game really kind of as a running game. Mm-hmm. Same with Michelle and Akers. Akers was catching some balls out of the backfield last week. Yeah, uh, Fournette with uh, 450 yards, 454 out of the backfield there receiving. And uh, I'm, uh, the Bucks are no shortage of weapons over there, man. They got Mike Evans in there bringing in 1,035 yards through the air, 14 touchdowns, man, and 14 yards per reception. They still got Gronk, too, maybe 800 yards. Six touchdowns, 14.6 per reception. They got Cameron Brate, too. They got O.J. Howard. They still got weapons over there. You know, I'm not going to them depleted. Yeah, they got. They still got two two gold jackets over there with, with Mike Evans and Gronk. 
No, yeah, but we're not talking about some poor man's offense over here. Yeah, but then we go over to the Rams, and it's like they got Cooper Cup, the best receiver in the league this year. Yeah, uh, and then I would... <laughs> 1,947 yards. Oh, man, who... 16 <laughs> touchdowns, 13.4 yards per reception. Triple crown winner. <laughs> Most yards, receptions. 114 and a half yards per game. I yeah. mean, that's... Uh, it doesn't get better than that. Then you got Vance Jefferson bringing in 800 yards as well, six touchdowns. 16 yards per reception. Tyler, uh, Higby back there as well. Higby was okay. 560. He uh, took five, the back seat to that receiving core. Their receiving core is where it's at. Right, right. But Higby's still there. That's a big body, man, that Matt Stafford could just jump, dump it oh, down. Oh, for sure. And then ODB, only in, I, I believe it was eight games. He's only played eight games with these guys. Uh, 300 yards, uh, five touchdowns. It's really the mm. touchdowns that stand out there. Eight? It could have been less. Could have been around like six games, something. No, like no, that. ten games, ten games, no, ten, ten games. games. Yeah, yeah. Wow, uh, I didn't think it was that much, but um, mm-hmm. <laughs> then they got their 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 back pocket boy in Deshaun Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's not it's not much, but uh-huh. listen, if he can make one big play, that changes the game. Man. That's it, he, and that's all he's there for. He's only played. He's only seen eight eight the field eight times this year, but uh, he's got two hundred and twenty one yards. On eight receptions, he's only got eight receptions mm-hmm. in that many games, and 27 and a half yards per reception. Crazy, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's a big play guy, man. He's looking for a big splash. That's what he has been most of his career, and that's what he is now. So, this, this is the hardest pick for me this weekend. On the surface, you would think, Man, the Bucks are just so depleted. There, there's no way they can pull this one out. They're missing weapons. They're missing uh, pieces up front, and the Rams are coming in healthy for the most part. Uh, they're getting guys back. Uh, but they have lost a huge. They lost their left tackle Whitworth, Andrew Whitworth. Right. Huge hit. Is um, he for sure out? Yeah, Whitworth has been ruled out already. Mm-hmm. That's um, tough. No, especially it's... against that defensive line. You got Vita Bay up front and Dominic Sue. Um, Shaq Barrett, GPP. Badass, dude. Shaq, GPP, I think, was still questionable, too, but he should be. Yeah, like, right, right. He was full, he was full practice, uh, I believe, today, earlier on Friday. Right, right. Man, the, dude, Todd Bowles, he gets it done wherever he goes, man. Yeah, that, that coaching staff is just stellar all around. Not as a head coach. I'm not talking about as a head coach. No, as no, a no. defensive coordinator. Right. And and then they got Byron Leftwich, who's calling the plays. Over right, there. right. But on the defensive side... Bowles, who went back when Arians was a uh, head coach of the Cardinals, Bowles was his defensive coordinator. They had a top, uh, top six, top seven. Those two years, they had a top six and seven defense in the league. Right, yeah. Now with the Bucks, he, he's doing it again. With these guys, you know, before last year, no one ever heard of these guys. Antoine Winfield, uh, Sean Murphy, Bundy. <laughs> um, you know, these weren't household names. And Todd Bowles. This Bucks defense has been top five the past two years now, right. uh, even before that. This this guy, I think this guy deserves another chance at a head coaching job somewhere. I'd say so. There's a lot of openings this year, but there's also a lot of candidates. Mm-hmm. Um, we're gonna see. <laughs> what a treat! Our first game on Sunday too, baby. Uh, Bucks Rams. Yeah, I mean, th- this Sunday I think this is the day. Uh, the, the you know, uh, Titans Bengals good matchup. And again, uh, Packers, Niners, another solid matchup. But these two games this day, uh, just talking about the quarterback matchups, 
we got Stafford and uh, Brady lining up against each other. And then the night game, forget about it. This is the game everyone's talking about, right? Yeah. If you're a fan of any sport, if you're a fan of team competition, this is what you want to see. This is a high. This is a high level game. We're talking about Josh Allen, and the Buffalo Bills versus Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. The two best young guns coming up uh, right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Chiefs coming in, winning ten out of eleven. I mean, they, they after that rough, rocky start, they just. Steamrolled. That was hilarious, man. Everyone was like, oh, the Chiefs are done. Uh, the They're Bills, figured out. They're figured out. Yeah, the, the Bills beat them week five, and that's kind of like really where like the conversation with them being done started. It's like, oh, the Bills beat them. This is what everyone's going to remember. These guys are done. It's the Bills time. And here we are. Let's line up against each other and do it again, man. Yeah. Uh, Arrowhead's not somewhere anyone wants to go play a football game. Um, well, uh, early week five, right? It's a, it feels like a lifetime ago, so it's hard to really apply what happened week five to now. But the Bills went into Arrowhead and beat down the Chiefs. Yeah, it's uh, the age-old um, saying, though, it's hard to beat a good team twice. It just is. I mean, look what happened just, uh, with Bama and Georgia this year. They they faced that music. And right. uh, I'm afraid the Bills might face that as well. This season, the Chiefs are seven zero seven and zero at home. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bills coming in seven and zero at home in the playoffs is what you're talking about, or no. this season. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, seven and one this season at home. Oh. They they did lose that game at home to oh, okay. to the Bengals. That was the only game they lost at home. Right, right. So in the re- this regular season, in the playoffs under Patrick Mahomes, the Chiefs have yet have yet to lose at home in okay, the playoffs. That's crazy. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes has not lost a playoff game in Kansas City yet. So if the Bills were able to somehow <clears throat> beat these guys, uh, that would be Patrick Mahomes' first home loss in the playoffs. So right. consider and, that. And, yeah, this offense that everybody figured out sure did pick it up this season. Um, fourth in points, third in yards, first in first downs, fourth in yards passing, and – they're just moving the ball down the field. They drive the ball, and when they get there, 37 passing touchdowns. That's sixth in the league. They're first in scoring percentage, 48.2%. They score half the time when they have the football. They're first in third down percentage, half the time as well. First in fourth down percentage, 66% of the time. But prolific offense, for sure. High flying. When they get in the red zone, though, that's where they struggle. They're a big play team, but they're 17th in red zone percentage. And that's going up against the Bills' defense that's 6th in red zone percentage against. Yeah, this this Bills' defense is tough. Tough. Uh, also, uh, the Chiefs, who are 1st in that 3rd down percentage for, the Bills are... First and third down percentage against. So we got two Goliaths going. Third through. down is gonna make or break this game for that, sure. That's it. Yeah, right. Like they're they're just gonna be just two behemoths going up against each other. This Bills defense and this Chiefs offense, it's unreal. Now the Chiefs are gonna have their struggles too. They're twenty third in turnovers, and yeah, the, Mahomes have been a little loose with the ball this year for sure. And the Bills. Third in turnovers. They have 30 
turnovers, 30 takeaways. They they want the ball, baby. They 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 take picks. They're third in interceptions. I I don't know for sure, but I feel like the Chiefs turnovers maybe more skewed a lot more earlier in the year. They it seems like they came together later in the year. I don't know like these stats, but that's like my you know just feel like intuition with this case. Sure, sure. Um, in that case, in any case, uh, the Bills don't care who they're going. No, against. no. <laughs> we saw last week, man. <laughs> it was brutal. <laughs> they're, they're stopping this defense is tough. Um, the but we go to the other side of the ball for the Bills though, and. While Josh Allen has been what he is, I also think that can be the Bills' weakness in this case, too. I think they rely too heavy on Josh Allen. Well, yeah, and the offense goes through him, without a doubt. The, yeah. the rushing game goes through him. The passing game goes through him. But so the Chiefs know that, you know, if they take away Josh Allen, they take away the Bills. Easier said than done. I know, I know. Um, the Bills, 6-4 and four in their last 10, though. Both these teams, top 10 in time of possession, the Bills fifth in that category, and the Chiefs seventh in that category. So the run game is going to be big in this game. And the Chiefs are getting back Clyde Edwards-Hilaire on that side of the ball. Nice nice get back, but they've been doing fine without him. Yeah, they got McKinnon over there, that's right. And he he's... He's proved he proved himself last week, but before that he he didn't do much during the season. I think he he might have had under a hundred yards, honestly, on the season. I don't think he had that many opportunities. Um, no, between Edwards Lair and Darrell Williams, no, no, he he was he 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 was bottom bottom feeder, yeah, in that backfield. But uh, so I I think it, it could be skewed how well he did last week because of you know, the surprise factor that he kind of brought into the game. But uh, bottom line is the Chiefs have to be able to control the clock here. That's how they're going to win this game. For sure, if they can keep possession of the ball. And the Bills are thinking the same thing. These are very like-minded teams. They've been constructed the kind of same way. Dynamic. Kind of a you know hybrid kind of quarterback. This is the next phase of where football is going. This kind of play that we're seeing from the Kansas City Chiefs and the Bills. Mm-hmm. Similar makeups, yeah. Especially when you look at the quarterbacks. Uh, Mahomes it wasn't he didn't have a great rushing year this season. Uh, not not like what Josh Allen experienced. I mean, Mahomes still had three hundred eighty one rushing yards, two rushing TDs. What he he was up there with it, but. When you look at Josh Allen in terms of rushing, he's like got running back numbers, man. He's yeah, it's crazy. Seven sixty three rushing, uh, six rushing touchdowns. The the dude is a phenom, and not not that Mahomes isn't. These are the future, aren't they? Yeah, not even talking about it in a dual threat kind of quarterback aspect. Uh, just that they can bring that to the game, but the way they throw the ball is also, you know, Tom Brady like uh, that kind of. Uh, aspect of that. Yeah, Josh Allen with 4,407 passing yards, 36 passing touchdowns. He's got a 63% passing rating, and then on the other side with Mahomes, we have 4,839 passing yards, 37 touchdowns. I mean, like you said, these guys are kind of like 
one and two in these up and coming stars, right? I, and they're paid like it too. Let's not forget that. Oh, so yes. they better be. They better be producing. Yes, these two, <laughs> the two quarterbacks is what we're referring to, and yes, they are paid. Um, so uh, Bills Chiefs. Uh, something that kind of flies under the radar in this matchup, which this has been going on for two years now. Uh, Josh Allen's rookie year. He wasn't up there with Mahomes yet, but mm-hmm. these past two years, this is really like developing into a rivalry mm-hmm. between the between the quarterbacks. But something that flies under the radar is the rivalry between the coaches. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're talking about Andy Reid, obviously leading this Chiefs team to Super Bowls, winning Super Bowls, AFC Championships, something the Bills haven't gotten to yet. They haven't gotten to the AFC Championship leading those Bills in the in this kind of... Uh, the Bills were there last year, right? Didn't they lose the AFC Championship last year? Uh, to the Chiefs to, to get to the Super Bowl. I think that was... The that game. was the AFC Championship game? Pretty, pretty positive, yeah. Hmm. yeah. They, they made it at least to the AFC Championship. Yeah, they were in the AFC Championship last year. That's who the Chiefs beat to get in. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, in that game, it was Andy Reid versus Sean McDermott. Uh, we're talking about Obi-Wan versus Luke Skywalker in this kind of uh, discussion. Um, a lot of people don't know that Sean McDermott worked under Andy Reid for 11 years. He was a scout, then uh, I think a defensive backs coach, then a defensive coordinator for the Eagles. Yeah. From 1999 until 2010. That shit town. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yes. This, uh, the shit-eating town. Not shit town, <laughs> shit-eating town. <laughs> <laughs> Get your forks out, man. They hot turd served up for dinner. The horse is coming down the block. Get ready. The buffet is laying out. Buffet is open, baby. <laughs> right, but so like similar constructs, right? Coming from those two similar parties. philosophy. Um, Andy Reid comes from it from a more offensive kind of perspective. Yeah. McDermott is more defensive minded. But mm-hmm. overall, you know, head coach needs to take everything into consideration a head coach isn't you know just sitting there with the offense and ignoring the defense a head coach has his hands in everything it's a totally different kind of thing so overall philosophy yeah i think you know mcdermott is kind of feeding off what he's learned from reed over the years so it, it just flies under the radar that mcdermott is a reed guy he's like this is as if you know a belichick guy is coming up against belichick uh you know, if we're talking about Flores or Vrabel in that kind of sense. Um, right, right. Yeah, so, and I see, I, I, I feel like you even see that coming through, though, um, in, in terms of, like, the mindsets where Andy Reid being the offensive guy, the Chiefs just absolutely stellar on offense. Not that the Bills aren't. Uh, they're just, I, I, I don't think they're there yet where the Chiefs are. Honestly. Right, I see what you're saying. Like, it, it seems like the Bills lean a little bit more defensively, right. and the Chiefs lean a little bit more offensively. Yeah. But overall, it's a kind of similar kind of philosophy going on with both teams. Yeah, you're, uh, for, who doesn't want to watch either of these teams on Sunday, man? <laughs> like, this is the best. It's it. That's, what, that's all you're going to get. You're going to get two studly squads. Going up against each other, and I gotta tell you, man, I can't figure this one out. <laughs> this has to be the most intimidating pick of the weekend, and it just so happens the NFL is like, you know, we're gonna wrap up with this one. Wait, wait till you, wait till you guys see that it's the, it's kind of like the oh, feature. I hope it's a good one, man. Feature show. <laughs> yeah, I hope it's a good one, man. If this is a dud, oh, that's gonna suck. 
I can't see it being that, you know? Uh, you can't see the Chiefs maybe blowing out the Bills 35-17, something like that, and it's like, oh, my God, like, this is not what we thought it was going to be. Well, so when you think of it in that sort of sense, yeah. Uh, the, uh, the, uh, who was talking about this? I think Wilbon was mentioning it earlier today. The team that comes into the game with the loss is the team with the advantage because they have the adjustments to make. They know like where they fell short and they know what they need to change in order to get things back on track. The Bills are kind of just like going in with looking at what the Chiefs have done lately, but they they don't know how that's going to match up against themselves. They're going to they they don't know the specifics of those types of adjustments that cuz they're they're going to need to bring some more too. The Bills aren't going to be able to do the same thing they did last time because you know the Chiefs are going to counteract that sort of uh, philosophy right. and that sort of approach. And maybe what if what the Bills did in Kansas City last time was everything that the Bills had. Yeah. Like, they beat them, yeah, I think it was like 38-20, something like They beat them pretty handily in Kansas City. But it was week five, like we said earlier in the year. And what if the, you know, that was all all the all the tricks that the Bills had to lay out? Um, I, 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 I can't go there with it because... You look at Josh Allen, and that guy is just a stud. Yeah, they've grown through the year, too. They've grown through the year, too. Yeah, so I'm not ready to say that's all the Bills had. You know, every time I say, okay, you know, that's what the Bills have brought, they seem to prove me wrong, like, every time. You know, every time I start to doubt the Bills, all of a sudden they come with some, like, Oh, you don't have to tell me, man. I I had the Patriots last week (laughs) be at least covering (laughs) versus the Bills. And look what happened, man. There was a slaughter fest. Uh, Seven possessions, seven touchdowns for the Bills. Uh, Oh, my God. It was, was, no, yeah, no, seven drives, seven scoring. Uh, Versus the, what was the number two defense in the league? It was absolutely brutal, man, watching that game. By by halfway through the second quarter, it was over. <laughs> like, I wasn't covering. No, no, I think, yeah, we were watching it together. I think we were talking about just turning it off. We were it like, sounds, no, I don't even want to watch it. We thought thing. it was going to be one of the games of the week. We thought and it was, was... going to be the game of the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as much of a headache as this game is, is uh, as much as a headache as the Bills and Chiefs are bringing each other, they're bringing, like, the people watching this a headache, too. It's like, yo, who, man? Who? We'll see what's going to Yeah, it's who? a fucking toss-up. And so that brings us right on in. So who you got? Who do you got? Oh, we're, <laughs> we're entering the pick segment here. Uh, well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you who Jessica Pegula got. Do you do you know who Jessica Jessica Pegula is? Yeah, the women's. You do. Player. You do. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's she's actually ranked twentieth overall in the world. This is the twentieth ranked women's tennis player in the world. Okay, where are we going with this? Uh, the owner of the Bills, Terry Pegula. Interesting. Mm. Um. Yeah, well-to-do guy. Probably has a couple of tennis courts in his backyard. Oh, guess what? His his daughter is the 20th-ranked tennis player in the world. No fucking way. That's... This girl's the, the, the offspring of the Bills owner? This Bills and Sabres, they own both Buffalo teams. No the two Pegula, Buffalo oh, they... Sabres. Yeah, they, he owns the Bills and the Sabres. Uh, big, big money guy. Uh, I forget how he made his money up. Good for him, nice, nice billionaire. Um, where did where? How'd you hear this? 
uh, I, I don't know. I might have saw it or read it on one of the shows. I don't know. But I what I saw was she like uh, she won and she's playing in the Australian Open oh, right yeah. now. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So that it's like happening at the same time, uh-huh. and uh, she won her match. And it's typical for tennis players when they win, they write a little signature oh, yeah, sure, on sure. the camera on the lens of the camera. Mm-hmm. So she wrote uh, something along the lines of. Bills, like, you got this next. Like, she won her match, and she's like, you're next. And it was like, oh, well, like, she's a Bills fan? Is she, like, she, like, from Buffalo? And yeah, all no, of a sudden, all the... Daughter. Yeah, she's the daughter <laughs> of the Bills owner. Wild uh, Good for her. Okay, the interesting, interesting, interesting. And let's get into it, baby. So, so uh, we're talking pick segments here. All right. Uh, um. So let's uh, tally up the scores. Yeah, yeah. Let's tally it up, man. Yeah. Nice, nice. So uh, where are we at with that? Can you remind me? Ah, uh, man. I, I don't know, man. I need to count. No. One, two, three. Yeah, yeah. You missed one game last week. Yeah. Five oh. for six you were last week. Bravo. Bravo. Thank you. Nicely done. And... Damn, it should have been six for six. You know how bad I was. You had no conviction versus Tom Brady, man. You let, you well, gave up on your guy there. Let's pause there because I it, money line, it's Brady every goddamn Of course, time. but we're not but talking about the money line. You, you didn't think he could cover, man. He's you know, too, you know too weak was? to cover. You, you, you tipped your hand. I saw, I saw Yeah, you, you took a little peek. You took yeah, a little peek. I took a peek and it got me nervous. I was like, that, he's got the Eagles. Those eight it eight made eight, kind of sense. Made, made the cogs start turning the brain. It's like, those eight points. Eight and a half points are pretty sweet. And they were right there. They just had to score a touchdown at the end, and they would have covered. That's uh, right. But, uh... Could have been a 6 for didn't 6 Didn't happen. You would have had one more, too. You would have had another point. I would have had another point, and you would have won 6 or 6. And you're critical, what do you got? Three? three two. Points? No, only two. Only two. Only two points? Only two points. Hey, man. Two wars? Yep, only two points, but we're talking about the single-digit week. This week's a little bit more important, man. Each game is worth two points. A uh, lot more weight this week, man, so... I hope you're as good this week as you were last week. Well, so I'm in the lead here. Uh, let's give it off to you, my fair sir. And you can take this first pick here. So we got the first game of the weekend here. Our, uh, it's the 4.30 slot tomorrow on Saturday. We have the Bengals and Titans. Right, and I have a three-and-a-half-point line here. Uh, another same as last weekend. Every home team is the favorite this week. Uh, the lines we use, we get them from Vegas Insider. They have a consensus pick. They take it lines from all different books that, uh, you know, they compile all the statistics from, I think, like 20 different books, and they come up with basically like an average line. So that makes the most sense for us to go with. What's uh, it? Three and a half, right? Yeah. Uh, Titans are giving three and a half. Titans are giving three and a half at home versus Cincy. Uh, yeah, that's where we're at with this. And uh, I love I Derrick Henry's coming back. King Henry's coming back. I yes, like this Titans front. Uh, I I just I'm going with experience here. I'm going with postseason experience. Last two postseasons, Titans have made it. They played in the AFC Championship game. Two years ago. Yep, two years ago they lost. They were one and done last year, but uh, again they made it. And we're talking about a second year quarterback. Lost to the Cincy Super, Super Bowl champion Pats last year. Too, so. Yeah, yeah. nothing. No, no. You can't smudge your nose about thin. Super. No, no. The Bucks won it last year. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah. I'm not sure who Titans first lost. First round exit either way. Yeah. 
Um, so, yeah, I'm going with the Titans here, giving the three and a half versus Cincy. Cincy, beautiful run. Uh, I think the Cinderella story is over for Joe. Smoking Joe Barrow, who I love. I, I love Joe Barrow, but I think his time is coming to end. So you're going with Harry, Terry, Tanny. You're going with. Okay, so it's a quarterback-driven league, isn't it? Yeah, it is, but uh, not when you have King Henry on the other side. This is a different kind of offense. <laughs> we don't know what Henry we're getting back, though, and that's where if I stand with it. See, if this was Derrick Henry of all year and he wasn't coming back from his injury just tomorrow, it's his first time stepping back on the football field just tomorrow where he's coming back from his injury, um, I would say, and what was that in in Achilles, right? No, like he, uh, like plantar fasciitis. He oh, broke that? the. It's like a bone, like on the arch of your right. foot. No, yeah. He broke know. a bone in his foot, basically. Okay, okay, okay. The yeah. main bone, the main bone. Exactly. In foot. Yeah. So it's still severe, still severe injury. I don't know what he's gonna look like coming back, man. Neither do I. But if they say he's playing, I'm getting, I'm jumping on Derrick Henry's okay. back. Yeah, I got. We got you. We know where you're at with it. Now this Bengals team is hot. They're coming in. Jamar Chase is coming in hot. Smoking Joe is coming in hot. They got T. Higgins. They got Ooh. you, 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 you They got Uzuma out there. They got Tyler Boyd. They got Joe Mixon in the back. They this offense is high powered. Right, so where I'm, are you going with this? Where are you going with this? I'm taking the Bengals uh, plus three and a half. Bengals plus three and a half. I like that. Even. If they don't win outright, they still got that half a point over if this turns out to be like a field goal game or something. Three like with that. the hook. Got the hook. Exactly. Nice hook. That three with the hook. So uh, you know how I've been on the Bengals all, all year. You're loving them. You're riding the Joe Burrow train. I for loved sure. it. I love the magic. And I, I, I think he does it, man. He's a winner. Joe Burrow's a winner when it comes down to it. I get it. The Titans are, are the experience coming into this. Rabel's the experience coming into this. Zach Taylor hasn't been in this situation yet. But with all the firepower they got coming in on offense, I'm taking the Bengals plus three and a half. Don't hate it. Hard to hate. We'll see what happens. We'll know by like 7 p.m. tomorrow. I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. All right, man. Uh, let's go to the night gate tomorrow. 8-15 kickoff. Packers, Niners in Lambeau. Tasty. It's so tasty. I, I love this, game. this is your favorite game. You've been saying this. Yeah. Um, it's it's put up or shut up for Aaron Rodgers. That's it's all put this up comes down to. Five and a half point line. So there's no eight. line to slouch at. Yep. You're, yeah, five you're and a half. Point, they got to cover five and a half. Five and a half. So cover six points. You ever see the meme? The guy like throwing his hands. Eddie no Eddie Basemaster is his name. Eddie Basemaster. Shout out. <laughs> Packers coming into this game hot. They have the better offense. By far, they have the better offense. They're just, they got the MVP in Aaron Rodgers. They're 8-0 at home. The, the Aaron Rodgers doesn't go home at Lambeau, and I think he does it decisively. This is their first appearance. Remember, they had the first round by, so this is their first Right, appearance. right. You say they're coming in hot. They didn't even play last week. If I anything, mean, the Niners are coming in hot. Six. Five and one in the last Yeah, yeah, yeah I get you. I got you. Nice and rested, too. Right? Nice and rested. I'm taking the Packers nice and cold. to cover that minus five and a half. I see the Packers winning by two scores. A 10, 14-point game, I think, coming in here, because I still think the Niners do play tough defense, but... 
that Packers offense just overpowers those Niners, and I got the Packers covering five and a half. Totally plausible. Hard to argue. This Packers, they've been best team all year, for sure. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm going some old school football, man. <laughs> what do you What do you gotta do to win the game, man? You gotta run the ball. You gotta run the football, and no one runs the football better than these 49ers. Uh, they've been lining up Devo out there. It's what they've been doing is some fun stuff. It's gonna be negative nine degrees. The ball's gonna be slippery. The passing game can be there, but I I don't see it being too much. I honestly think the Packers are gonna win this game. But again, I see like you see with the previous, possibly with the previous game, it could be close. I like these five and a half points in this close game. I'm gonna go with the 49ers getting five and a half in Lambeau. Aaron Rodgers has yet to beat the Niners in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I think if he beats them, he just edges them. Or I could uh, don't listen to me. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> I, I'm two for fucking six in these picks so far. <laughs> Do not listen to what I'm saying. Uh, this is some amateur amateur hour fucking picks. Hey man, I'm not I, I'm not fully against. I do I, I thought about the Niners deeply too, but and even winning outright, man. Any of these games this weekend can go either way, man. Honestly. So you you got them with the points. I'm gonna go Niners plus five and a half. I like that. Lock it in. And so next up, we have the first Sunday. 3 p.m. Sunday. 3 p.m.? Yeah. Rams visiting the Buccaneers. This is you, baby. This is you. You, you, take, you take the Rams here, brother. <sighs> Tom Brady, right? That's what everyone says. You can't pick against Tom Brady. Like, what's wrong with you? Like, you, you need to go to a psych ward or something? Period. Have you seen what this guy has done through his career? Just end the sentence there. Matt Stafford. Only one playoff win last week. Thanks First of his career, this guy's a bozo, right? This guy, this guy can't get it done, man. These Rams have been okay. They're the monster team. They've been put together. All star team been put together. It's uh, this is a toss up, but I already have I have it circled. I know the team I'm going with. Call me crazy. Call me stupid. <laughs> I've done it before, and he's burned me. Uh, he burned me last week. Tom Brady. Um, I went with the uh, Eagles to mm-hmm. cover this spread. I was in that boat with you. Yeah, you were, and I don't think you will be this time, though. I'm going... <laughs> you know. Not that. only do I think the Rams are going to cover the spread, I think they're going to win this game outright. I think, I think that defensive front... It, it, Buccaneers, they have got problems up front with the center, left tackle... They got some backups coming in on the offensive line. I think Aaron Donald, Von Miller, Leonard Floyd, I think these guys get to Tom Brady, make him have a bad day. Tom Brady is 35-11 and 11 in the playoffs. <laughs> I think t- after Sunday, he's 35-12. and 12. I got the Rams covering and winning the game versus these Bucks. You mentioned the Rams up front on defense. Yeah, yeah. Three-point even spread. This is a three-point spread. Okay, so you got them with the three points. Just to, So this is the first game that could... Oh, no, no, the Packers are what, five and a half. So this is the first game that could turn out to push. Yep. Okay. Um, it, let's establish that real quick. If it's a push, um, just no points. Yep, no one, no one gets watch. points. Watch. Okay. So 
I mean, it wouldn't matter either way, right? Like the points would. So, um, you mentioned the Rams up front on defense, tough dudes. Uh, I wouldn't want to line up against them. I probably couldn't name ten guys in the NFL who <laughs> who would be. And that's talking about an offensive front who would be super enthusiastic about going up against those guys, those Rams on defense. But the Bucks are nothing to smirk at either. They're, you know, they got beat up there up front. Oh, the defensive side of the ball is what you're talking about. And yeah, Whitworth yeah. is out too. The Rams have some questions going on. Right, right. Um, they got Barrett. Uh, coming in at linebacker, they got Donaldson. So they're tough on defense. They're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna pressure Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford's gonna get frazzled. He's gonna turn the ball over. And the Bucks are fifth in turnovers defensively in the league, uh, with 29, 29 turnovers this year. Fifth in the league. They're gonna pressure him on defense. And need I say, Tom. Brady. Great argument. Tom Brady. Like what what else needs to be said? Nothing else needs to be said. That's it. What do I what what's my result? What do I say? Never bet against Tom Brady. That's it. But you, but you did last week. Yeah, let's be sure about that. Okay. I took the spread. I, <laughs> I I had nightmares about it. I had regrets. I like I was sitting up like toiling and turning. I couldn't sleep at night. I should not have done that. That was a false reality for me. Now, it just Got comes it. down to the one thing. Tom Brady, the, the greatest ever. The greatest quarterback. Going with Tom Brady. NFL going with the good. Bucks cover three and a half. They're going to win. It's so just three. They're, they're three even is the line. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I said three. Yeah. Bucks cover those three points. Bucks win outright. I th- they're... They I mean, they win by a touchdown. <laughs> I say the, it's going to be a Got close it. game because the Rams have firepower too. Bucks win by a touchdown. They cover. Them. Not crazy. Not crazy at all. Bucks, Tom Brady. Let's go to the true toss-up of the week, the game of the week in the public's eye, Chiefs-Bills. Oh, God. This is me, right? Yep. Okay. This is you. Where are we going here? <laughs> Where are we going? I was lost in my mind for a while. You know, I was kind of like walking through the woods. Like I see, I see like off in the distance. I see, I see a buffalo like lurking, like like way past in the woods, mm-hmm. it, looking beautiful, in a, a, a snowy clearing. The Bills and Josh Allen just like, like a Greek god on top of this buffalo, Interesting. riding him, wow. <laughs> riding him through the clearing. This is a uh, sus. There's a little sus going on. <laughs> and then, and then I turn around, and I, I forgot that Josh Allen is riding that buffalo south into Arrowhead Stadium. He's taking his Buffalo Bills down to Kansas City to meet Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. That is MVP. Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Absolutely. That is Super Bowl champion Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, locked and loaded with Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. They got Pringles. 
Munching down. <laughs> Some sour cream and onion Pringles. Yeah, yeah. It's Patrick Mahomes. It, uh, we got the deal. They got hard enough. I'm going with the Chiefs. You are going with the Chiefs. Cover that skip two point spread. Skip two, two point. Yeah, it's a thought. It, it, interesting. But I'm ta- I'm taking the Chiefs to win outright. They're gonna uh, redeem themselves. It's the the it's Patrick. It's the Chiefs. Patrick the rubber Mahomes, match, right? Andy Reid's redemption song. Chiefs covering. So we are on the same frequency with one of these games this week, at least. I absolutely love the Chiefs. I think they might slaughter the Bills, honestly. I think the Chiefs can really beat this team up. Uh, The Bills have been up and down all year. They've had some great games. They've had some really bad games. Jacksonville Jaguars. (laughs) Oh, my God. Horrible. I mean, the Jags did take out the Colts. No, 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 stop, stop this, stop this. It's uh, nothing against Josh Allen and the Bills. I think he's going to be a great quarterback. I think this is going to be a great team for years going forward. This is the Chiefs, man. These guys have done it. Patrick Mahomes have done this. This is this is his realm right here. And could the Bills topple them? Yes. Uh, that would... That defense, man. <laughs> it's fucking scary. That's a scary defense. Great defense. Top defense in the league. Like every category. They, they could overthrow this team... I'm, I'll I'll believe it when I see it. That's yeah. where I'm at with this. I, I'm Chiefs. I'm riding these Chiefs. So we're on the same page with this. And brother, I'll cheers to that. Let's go Patrick Mahomes. Right, right. So uh, quick, uh, let's go Patrick Mahomes. I'm with you. <laughs> so that's a wash right there. So that game's a wash. But the other three games were against each other. So it could be a six-point swing in these three games. So again, this week... We're counting each team, uh, each game is worth two points. So in the Titans and Cincinnati game, Jay is riding uh, crazy, smoking Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals, getting three and a half points in Nashville. I'm taking the Titans at home. I think these guys, the experience gets it done. Mm-hmm. We got the Niners at the Packers for the Saturday night game. Not crazy at all. Jay's riding these Packers. Uh, I'm not crazy about them. Covering five and a half? No, this is a the spread is really what gets me in this game. Five and a half. It's a right, right. bit of a big spread. That's what that's kind of what put me on these Niners. But Aaron Rodgers could blow this team out. Aaron Rodgers can light up the. Ford, he could smoke these guys. Uh, Niners got to run the ball and play defense, man. Control that clock. So play you, some old you school. Got, you got Niners. I got getting, Niners getting five and a half. You got Packers covering by those six points. Go, go Pack, go. And in the only other, the final uh, disputed game, Jay's got Tom Brady, Goat, Bucks, nothing wrong with that. I got unknown Stafford and the Rams going out there to prove it. So I got this prove it game. The disparity, Stafford's second career playoff game. Second? No, no, not second career playoff game. He's going for a second career what, playoff like win. fifth career playoff game? Yeah, something like, like that. Uh, maybe fifth two. career playoff game. Yeah. Brady's 47th career playoff game, whatever it may be. Crazy. Insane. 47th career playoff game. This dude is about it to play his fourth. It sounds made up. Like, you can't even make this shit up. It's 47th playoff game. He's played three full seasons in the playoffs. Crazy. Crazy. All right. So tomorrow, Saturday, January 22nd, we got kickoff NFL Divisional Weekend. 
Oh, man. Thank you for anyone that has made it to this point. Listen to our ramblings about football and whatever the hell else we are talking about. Me and my brother are just having a good time here. Uh, giving our, you know, we like to think of ourselves as football guys. Every, you know, every man kind of football guys. We're not sitting there like Bill Belichick, Sean McVay, these guys studying every day. But we know, we like to think we know the game pretty well. So here's our every man, a little bit plus, every man plus perspectives on these games. That's what we'll call it. Every man plus aspects of the game. So. All right. Well, cheers, brother. Cheers, man. Episode two, Twin Side Luck in the books. Thanks for spending this time with us, guys. Enjoy this fine divisional round of football we have ahead of us. This is Bill and Jay signing off. See you guys here, same time, same place next week. Twin Side Look, out. Peace.